0: to the first episode of our podcast series where we delve into the depths of Rumi's Mesnevi and explore its teachings and wisdom. I'm your host Arzu Eylül Yalçınkaya and I'm beyond excited to dive into the world of Rumi and the Mesnevi with all of you. I hold a PhD in philosophy and I'm a faculty at Üsküdar University's Institute for Sufi Studies in Istanbul. I also have the honor of being a visiting scholar at the Center for Middle Eastern Studies at Harvard University, where I continue to research and learn about the late Ottoman Sufi movements and Sufi masters. As an academic and researcher, I have dedicated my career to studying and understanding the teachings and practices of Sufism, and I am excited to bring this knowledge and expertise to our discussion of Rumi's Mesnevi. But beyond my academic pursuits, I am also a lifelong student of the spiritual teachings and practices of Sufism, And I firmly believe in the power of these teachings to transform our lives and bring us closer to true understanding and enlightenment. More than just an academic, I'm also a seeker of knowledge and truth. I believe that the wisdom of the Mesnevi is not just something to be studied and analyzed, but something. To be lived and experienced. It is a guide for how to navigate the complexities of life and find inner peace and fulfillment. As we journey through the Mesnevi together, we will delve into the rich symbolism and spiritual wisdom that Rumi has woven into his poetry. We will explore the themes of love, devotion, and enlightenment that are at the heart of the Mesnevi and discover how these teachings can guide us on our own spiritual path. We are also here to share the joys of life and to celebrate the beauty of the world. The Mesnevi is not just a book, but it is a way of living. And we want to explore how Rumi's teachings can help us live a healthier, more meaningful life. As we uncover the hidden wisdom of the Mesnevi and discover how its teachings can bring inspiration, guidance and transformation to our lives, Let us be open to the wisdom of the past and connect with it in a way that brings light to our present and future. Let me a little bit talk about the content of the flow of the course. The main goal of this course is to interpret and look deeper into the meaning and teachings within Rumi's famous book, Masnavi, Our primary course text will be Listen, by Kenan Rufai, which is a translation of Rufai's commentary on the first volume of the Masnavi. Each week, we will be reading selected verses from this commentary and searching the meaning and significance of these verses through a multidisciplinary approach utilizing both classical and contemporary sources. Along the way, we will also be exploring and explaining various Sufi concepts that are present in the verses and stories of the Mesnavi. So, in essence, This course can also be seen as an introduction to Sufism, of course at the beginner level. Join us on this journey as we dive into the teachings of one of the most renowned Sufi poets and gain a deeper understanding of the spiritual and philosophical principles of Islamic mysticism. The great Sufi poet Mevlana Jalaluddin Rumi. Jalaluddin Rumi, also known as Mawlana Rumi or just Rumi in United States, was a 13th-century Persian poet, theologian, and Sufi mystic. He is widely considered to be one of the greatest poets in the Persian literature and His works have had a profound influence on Sufism and Islamic culture in general. general. Rumi was born in 1207 in the city of Belch in the present-day Afghanistan and received a traditional education in Islamic law and theology. However, he was deeply influenced by the teachings of a Sufi mystic named Shamseddin Tabrizi, who became his spiritual mentor and friend. After Shams' sudden disappearance, Rumi devoted himself to the study and practice of Sufism and began to compose his poetry. His understanding of Sufism. Let me have a word on this. The source of Mevlana's religious mystical thoughts is the Quran and the Sunnah. He expresses this in his words I'm a slave of the Quran as long as my soul is in my body. I'm the earth of the chosen Muhammad. And he also states. I'm like a compass. I stand firmly on the Sharia with one foot, while the other foot wanders among the 72 nations, thus indicating that he can embrace humanity as a Muslim. According to Mevlana, although there may appear to be separation, unity. As it is said in Arabic and Sufi literature, "Wahdati Wujud" is fundamental in existence. Distinctions such as belief, disbelief, good, evil, are from our perspective, and in relation to Allah, they are all one. Evil cannot be separated from good. Without evil, it would be impossible to live it. Similarly, without disbelief, there is no religion because religion is to live disbelief. The creator of all these is also one. Therefore, liberation from duality is achieved by removing the self, ego, from the existence of the servant. According to Mevlana, by freeing oneself from the ego, one truly attains freedom of will. This is the only way to attain real freedom. So what did Rumi believe about the spiritual journey? Let's talk a little bit about spiritual journey or say, Sulu in Islamic and Sufi literature. Well, for him actually, it all boils down to one ultimate goal, union with the divine. And the way to get there is through a concept called Fana, or annihilation of the self. Essentially, what Rumi is saying is that in order to truly connect with the divine, the real existence, we have to let go of our earthly desires and all attachments. But how do we do that? Well, according to Rumi, it's all about love and devotion. He believed that through the practice of love, we can purify ourselves and connect with the divine. Here we are talking about divine love, the real love. And that's where the spiritual guide or sheikh comes in. Rumi believed that it is important to have a guide on this journey, someone who can help us navigate the path and surrender, our egos. So the idea is that by surrendering our ego to the guidance of a Sheikh, we can make progress on our spiritual journey. So let's talk about the most famous book of all times, Mesnevi Manevi. Rumi is best known for his book. The Masnavi, which is a long poem divided into six books. The Mesneri is considered one of the greatest works of Persian literature, and it is also considered a masterpiece of Sufism. The poem is written in rhyming couplets and covers a wide range of topics, including love, spiritual enlightenment, and the human soul's journey towards the divine. Rumi wrote this book to convey the spiritual teachings of Islam in a way that was accessible to the common people, and it is also accepted to be a guidebook for those on the spiritual path. I also would like to introduce you Sheikh Kenan Rufai, who is one of the most prominent Sufi scholars of the 20th century. Kenan Rufai, who passed away in 1950 in Istanbul, was known for his emphasis on unity and divine law in his Sufi beliefs. Kenan Rufai was a spiritual leader and teacher who emphasized love and unity in his beliefs? He thought and practiced a balanced way of life that guided his understanding of religion and Sufism. He worked as a teacher and administrator across the Ottoman Empire and was a leader in the Rufai Sufi order. He was also a licensed sheikh of the Rufai order and built a Sufi lodge in Istanbul, where he trained many students. In addition to his teachings, Rifai was also a respected educator and writer. His career in education and his writings on pedagogy and education were highly regarded during his time and his notebooks and oral discourses were later published as discourse books or sohbet books in Turkish. Despite the ban of Sufi orders in the early years of the Republic of Turkey, Rüfai did not resist and considered it God's will. He believed that many lodges had lost their spiritual credentials and deep knowledge of the sufi philosophy he then famously said one day the lodges will be opened but in the form of modern academic institutions as we start our journey into exploring rumi's famous book the masnavi it is important to mention that we will be using Kenan Rufai's Listen as our main guide. This book, translated by Victoria Holbrook, is a commentary on the Mesnevi written by Rufai. Each week, we will read some verses from the book and dive deep into the understanding them through a multidisciplinary approach. We will also break down the Sufi concepts we come across in the Mesnevi verses and stories. So, think of this course also as an introduction to Sufism at a beginner level. Kenan Rufai's understanding of Sufism and his Mesnevi commentaries have had a significant impact on Sufi literature and continue to be studied today. I'm excited to share this journey with you, and to explore the teachings of Rumi and Rumi together. So let's start reciting the first spiritual couplets, eighteen verses of Mesnevi, and give a brief explanation on it, on them in general but i don't want to you know delve into the depths of the couplets today immediately but i just want to want you to taste uh, how our course will f- flow and how we will make a spiritual pleasure out of it i want you to taste it a little bit. And so in general in Sufi tradition, when a commentator starts to his discourse, there is a couplet which is also from Mznave. It has been recited out for centuries before Mesnevi discourses. I also would like to start with that couplets, very famous and important couplets. Bedan So don't say it is impossible for me to reach those hates, spiritual hates. There is no difficulty for those who hold on to the hem of the benevolent. Very, very meaningful couplet. So let's not say it's hard for me to read a sixth volume of book composed of many couplets, thousands of couplets for me. Let's start. Let's make a humble start to understand this important book. And... God and his beloved ones will help us to understand it deeply, inshallah. So the spiritual couplets begin with this. Listen to this reed flute as it tells its tales, complaining of separation as it wails. Since they cut my stalk away from the reed bed, My outcry has made men and women lament. I seek a breast that is torn to shreds by loss, so that I may explicate the pain of want. Everyone who is far from his own origin seeks to be united with it once again. I have cried out in the company of all. I sought out the good and sought the bad in all. Everyone supposed that he was my close friend. No one tried to find my secrets hid within. My inner life is not far from my cry. But the light to see is not in ear or eye Sprits not hid from flesh, nor flesh from sprit But none is granted Leo to see the sprit It's not wind, it's fire, this reed stalks wailing song Anyone who doesn't have it won't live on. What has struck the reed stalk is a fire of love. What has struck the wine is deep passion of love. Anyone who has lost a friend, the reeds with him. It's wails tear apart the veils that keep us in who has seen a poison or cure like the reed? Who has seen a lover or mate like the reed? As the reed tells of the road that runs with blood, as the reed tells tales of madmen Magnoons' love, only to those without sense is such sense known, yet the ear has no customer but the tongue. In our grief, our days have passed by suddenly. Searing pangs have kept our lives, days, company. But though days pass by, say go, there is no to fear. You but stay, you who, unlike all else, are pure. His water states all, but the fish of the sea. Without daily bread, the day goes by slowly. The states of the cooked can't be grasped by the raw. So, the less talk, the better. Farewell for now. So, it's really, really touchy, and it's really hard to talk on after I said farewell for now. But let me give a brief explanation about the general meaning of the first 18 couplets of the Mesnevi, and then we're going to take a farewell later. General words. These 18 verses from Rumi's Mesnevi are a powerful and evocative expression of the pain and longing of separation and the search for reunion with one's spiritual origin, the use of the metaphor of the reed flute, which has been a cut away from its source and is now crying out in longing and lamentation is a powerful image of the human soul's longing for reunion with its spiritual source. In these verses, Rumi explores the theme of the longing for spiritual reunion and the pain of separation. He uses the metaphor of the reed flute, which has been cut away from its source, and is now crying out in longing and lamentation. To illustrate this theme, the reed is crying out for a breast that is torn to shreds by loss, symbolizing the longing for spiritual reunion and the pain of separation. Rumi also highlights the idea that everyone who is far from their own origin seeks to be united with it once again. He also suggests that the inner life is not far off from one's cries, but the light to see it is not in the ear or eye. Indicating that the spiritual realm is not even from the physical realm, but one needs the right understanding to see it. This is it. You need to have a right understanding. In addition, Rumi uses the metaphor of fire to describe the striking of the reed stalk by the fire of love and the deep passion of love. He also refers to the reed as a poison or cure, suggesting that the reed songs of longing and lamentation can be both painful and also healing. Overall, these verses are a powerful expression of the human soul's longing for spiritual reunion and the pain of separation. The red flute serves as a powerful metaphor for the human soul's longing for reunion with a spiritual source and Rumi's use of imagery and metaphor make these verses both evocative and thought-provoking. He provokes us to, to think more, to feel more, and to dive into the deep meaning of the couplets. Rumi also mentions the idea that only those without sense are able to understand the true meaning of the reed's cries, and that the ear has no customer but the tongue, suggesting that true understanding comes not from listening to words, but from experiencing the spiritual reality that the reeds' Christ represent. The mention of the Majnun's love in verse 11 is also noteworthy, as it refers to the story of a passionate and mad lover from Arabic literature, which is widely known in Islamic culture and is a classic tale of unrequited love and longing, this reference adds another layer of meaning to the reed's cries as it suggests that the longing and passion that the reed expresses is akin to the all-consuming love of Majnun. In verse 15, Rumi speaks of the passing of days in grief and the searing pangs that keep the company of life's days. He's emphasizing on the idea that the pain of separation is not temporary, but it is a constant companion. It's a constant companion. But at the same time, he also encourages to not to be afraid, and that the ultimate source of pure love is always present and will be there for us. In the last verse, Rumi uses the metaphor of fish in the sea, which is not satisfied with the water from any other source than the sea, and daily bread to illustrate that only to spiritual reunion. Can truly satisfy the human soul. He also suggests that the states of the cooked, cooked means here, spiritually awakened ones, so the states of the cooked cannot be grasped by the raw, indicating that true understanding of the spiritual realm can only be achieved through spiritual awakening here also the raw refers to those who are not spiritually awakened overall the 18 verses represent a powerful and evocative expression of the human soul's longing for spiritual reunion and the pain of separation the use of metaphor and imagery as well as references to classical literature or to the themes of classical literature, adds depth and meaning to the verses, making them thought-provoking and making them also powerful. So... It's time for us to say goodbye for today, a farewell. As we come to close of our first episode, I would like to take a moment to reflect on the journey we have embarked on together. Today we have inquired into the life and work of the great Rumi and his masterpiece, the Mesnavi. We have also introduced Kenan Rufayi, and his commentary book, Listen, which will serve as our guide as we navigate the depths of the Mesnavi. As we move forward, we will delve deeper into the Mesnavi, of course, uncovering the nuances and complexities of Rumi's teachings. We will also shed light on the various names and books that we have mentioned, Providing a deeper understanding of the context in which Rumi's work was created. I also want to remind you that this journey is not just about reading and interpreting an old book, but it's about understanding the context and essence of Rumi's teachings, which are, I think, as relevant today as they were 80 years ago. So, in the next episode, we will recite again the first 18th uh, couplet and then scrutinize the symbolism of the Nei and how it relates to Rumi's teachings. We will we will read some pages, of course, from Kenan Rufay's discourses namely the book Listen, and try to understand his approach to those verses. So, thank you for joining me on this journey, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode of our podcast series. Until then, farewell.